the Broncos are officially back, and that means we are back for a second podcast of the day to break down everything we learned in the first Broncos OTA practice that wrapped up just about an hour ago. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Ryan Green. I was sick of Ryan Koningsberg, so I replaced him with yes. another Ryan today. You thought you needed at least one Ryan yes. on the show. Of, of course, but. yeah. yeah. I can't have a two-pod day, but not without two Ryans. <laughs> uh, but Ryan, I'm pumped to be with you. And oh, Ryan yeah. was out there with me at Broncos practice, so you got to stay oh, tuned yeah. to our YouTube and social media channels for the coolest video breakdowns of really all Denver sports, but mm-hmm. especially Broncos. You nailed those, and you're going to have one of those from Broncos. Oh, but absolutely. We've got to might as well talk about what we saw today because we were both there for the Broncos' first o- OTA practice, and there's a little confusion about what an OTA is, what phase <laughs> right. three is, what there's this so many all names. means. Why is this important? Well, Ryan, this is important because this was the first time that the Broncos' offense got to go up against the Broncos' defense, and I think we call that football. Yes, from, yeah. from what I've heard. Yes, yes. exactly. I mean, minus the pads, let's be real. Yeah, that's let's true. Say, but it was 11-on-11. 11 11. It was 11-on-11. 11 yep. 11. It's yep. as close to football as you're going to get. Exactly, and it was a little different. I should say a lot different than what we've seen in the past, and you kind of brought this up to me that the offense just kept winning today. Yeah. Touchdown after touchdown is what I think uh, Russell Wilson described it after practice as. And that's because we were seeing touchdowns, which we're not used Mm -hmm. to seeing. Right. That's the thing is that, like, it it was cool. It was like, uh, well, I mean, yeah, the offense should be scoring touchdowns now now at this time of the year. But that's the point is that at this time of the year, the past couple years, the offense wasn't (laughs) scoring touchdowns. And we were all like, oh, you know, it's May. They're just, you know, they're figuring it out. But now, again, it shows that, like, just one dude, one dude. And maybe it was the coach, too. Maybe it was some of that as well. But Russell Wilson changed it. And all of a sudden, it's like just scoring touchdowns. And I remember last year, I, I I saw a Bills clip from training camp. And it was just so many passing touchdowns from Josh Allen. I was like, wow, they, they're throwing a lot. Yeah. And it was, it was, I, we now know that that is what uh, is normal in the NFL yeah. and what we should expect. Um, again, we should preface this as always as, yeah, it's May. And they're just playing touch football out there. But it's encouraging to see these signs. Oh, 100%. And we should preface this show by giving a shout out to our presenting sponsor, Emmett, or no, DraftKings hey. Sportsbook, where right now you can bet $5 to win $150 in free bets. All you have to do is place a $5 bet on a Moneyline NBA game, and you get $150 put into your account right away, which then you can use to win even more money. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use that promo code DNVR when you sign up over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And so, Ryan, we kind of teased it. There was a lot of offense today and yes. a lot of good offense. And now one of the things that they worked on today was a lot of goal line situations. Mm-hmm. It was a goal line day, which, I mean, come on. I absolutely love it. The very first <laughs> practice of OTAs, you're working goal line. Remember yeah. two years ago when Teddy Bridgewater was out in Carolina? He said they didn't run a goal line practice once in the entire year. Yo, uh, and Hackett almost made it make sense. It was like, why would you not want to play on the short field on the first day of practice? Right, like, that is right. where all the work is going to do. We probably yeah. don't want to win these guys. And, like, yeah, you want to practice scoring. So, yeah, I thought it was great. It yep. was it was a good way to get both sides competitive early. Mm. And that was a, another takeaway I had is yeah. it was a competitive practice. Mm. You would think, you know, OTAs are just trying to learn how to, you know, do the drills and all that stuff. 
But even, you know, it's the defensive backs and the wide receivers and the 7-on-7 seven seven and the goal line, like, they were competing. They were yeah. trash-talking, and yeah. that's that was uh, very clear. Uh, and, I, I, again, I just think it's a smart move uh, to start off with that kind of atmosphere, the yeah. competitive, this is what we're trying to do. And it wasn't, like, serious. It wasn't yelling. It was all laughing and stuff, but it was just good to see competitive, good football. And when you say that about the atmosphere, it was fun. Not just for us to see Russ, right. but it was fun for the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you could tell uh, it, for about half the practice, they were practicing about 100 yards away from us, and they put a line of dudes in front of us, so we couldn't <laughs> see anything. But you you kind of see Russ scramble out, then throw a pass, and you'd be like, who caught it? Did anyone catch it? Mm-hmm. And then you'd see the entire defense jump up and down right. and start screaming. And you're like, okay, that was a good defensive play, but more times than not. You saw the offensive guys mm-hmm. jumping up and down, celebrating a touchdown. And that's just something that, honestly, we haven't seen in May. And, and, and I think it's a good point. You know, it just is May. Uh, and we don't want to blow anything out of proportion. But also, at the exact same time, they're having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it's still just May. So Already, it, yeah. So, and, and so it just shows you how it's fun to be here. And, and a cool little thing is uh, Nathaniel Hackett wants this to be a place where players like to go. They, they mm-hmm. like to be. Uh, they want to be around their teammates. And today... There was a lot of family members there. Yeah. Justin Outen had his wife and son there. Little Outen? Nathaniel, yes, Little Outen. Nathaniel Hackett had his dad there. And, of course, he brings Ooh. a little coaching experience as well, Paul Hackett. Uh, but it's it's just a, more of a family environment, more of a place that people want to be. Uh, and a lot of fun. And, Ryan, scoring touchdowns helps with that. <laughs> and we saw a lot of that from Russ in the offense. Yeah. It, and, yeah, I mean, the father of the Broncos was there, John Elway. He was. Um, he was. But yeah, it was, and and I should say, so it's not like all of these guys are just going out and dicking around and playing football. Like I think there was one play during the special teams, and I think you were standing wow, right you in were front of it. On yeah, I, well, no, it was it was not even Ryan. it was not even like special teams. It was just a moment where I was like, that seems different. It was, I think it was the end of the special teams period, and Kendall Hinton had a chance to smack it from going into the yep, yep, yep. and he missed it mm-hmm. he missed it it's just like that there was kind of a football thing and he was clearly down on himself but nathaniel hackett you know at the end of it he was kind of making fun of yep, <laughs> he was yep. making fun of him and he was like hey hey hint hint you missed it bad it was like this <laughs> it was like but it, it it was a good it was again it was like yo you missed it but it was like yo you missed it it was like you know it wasn't you missed it. You go run a lap. Right, you you right. gotta you gotta get those. It was right. just like, hey, you missed it. Like, yep. nice job. But yep. um, relaxed. I think it was just a lax. Very. I think they realized that. You know, it is May. Let's just go out and have some fun as while we can. And, and one of the things you said about it being competitive, Russ talked about that after practice. He said it felt like uh, a championship-level atmosphere. Whoa. And, again, we're getting that in May, which I just think shows you uh, the different culture that, that's being brought here while also having fun, not taking yourself too seriously. It is still a game at the end of the day and having fun with it. Mm-hmm. And touchdowns are really fun, Ryan. And I just, I just want to get into it to some of the plays that I wrote down. Okay, let's uh, Ru- please. Russ was throwing uh, in, in all in goal line work. And one of the things that Russ was doing, he was doing a great job of dishing it out to so many different players around the field on a lot of movement from Russ. And that's mm-hmm. just what we're going to see is Russ on the move. Some designed, some not designed, but a lot of these were on designs. Uh, you know, j- just uh, wide zone boots uh, where you get the whole offense going to the left. Then you fake the handoff, you boot to the right, and there's Cortland Sutton who's mm-hmm. cut across the field. There's Eric Salbert. He had one of those that's cut across the field. And that's something that, that that's a perfect blend of Russ 
being a mobile guy, but also you, that's that's Nathaniel Hackett's system right there. Right. And we're already seeing those two things mesh really well today. Like I said, I saw one uh, on for Cortland Sutton. I saw one for Andrew Beck. I saw one for Tim Patrick. Uh, and these are against Jonas Griffith, who mm-hmm. is out there, but yep. then also against Justin Simmons mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and some really good players. So, and that that was that was my biggest takeaway was Russ on the move, uh, finding it to so many other guys. Yeah. And uh, Sim- Justin Simmons talked about that, too, afterwards. Um, and he made a good point. He was like, you know, as a defense, we're all saying, sack, sack, you know, and Russ yeah. holds on to it. But he was like, but I know, you know, come actual game, he's going to break some of those. And that's going to be something that the defense has to, you know, just, just watch for. Yeah. And and Justin also, you know, he <laughs> he, told, he he was talking about how the, the uh, quarterbacks in the league are going more towards – the ones that can scramble and make plays by themselves, and the first like three names he, or two names were the were the quarterbacks in his division, yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Justin <laughs> Herbert, yeah. and and again it's just like it's just finally good to realize that oh yeah the Broncos have one of those guys they've they finally got one of those, yeah, um, and so it, it's it's good I think. Again, it was a little Tebow esque where I was like, Yeah, that might have been a sack. And I bet <laughs> I bet come training camp and Russ is making How those plays where it's like <laughs> Because that, I remember that. I remember Tim Tebow's first training camp and I remember watching, I was like, Well, that was a sack and then he would still throw and yeah. score and the yeah. fans would go nuts. And I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. I promise you it'll be sort of the same thing in training camp where Russ is gonna make one of those plays and you're gonna go, Yeah, that's a Russell Wilson play and I think uh, Fans will be very excited for it. Yes, fans will certainly be excited. And Russ does bring that different dimension that the Broncos really have not had. Look, Drew Locke was athletic enough to avoid pressure at times, but he re- wasn't really a threat to take off. Russell Wilson has averaged, uh, what What do we find out? He averages one fewer rushing yard in his a year in his career than Michael Vick. That's now, we're, we're not saying that he's a Michael Vick right. type of running threat, but he's a guy that averages over 400 rushing yards, close to 500 rushing yards a year. So he isn't just a guy that can avoid pressure in, in his athletic. He can mm-hmm. actually take off, and we saw that a couple of times today in 11-on-11s when he took off one of them. I think he would have been crushed uh, by the defense <laughs> on like the one yard line, but the other one he would have scored a touchdown, uh-huh. and that's so valuable when you're five to ten yards out from the line of sc- or, or from the end zone. Instead of throwing it right. into a sea of defenders, running and getting three yards right. uh, on or second bait seven, yeah, or, or bait them, uh, or just taking it in yourself, and that's something that the Broncos have not truly had a threat of. And like you said, Ryan, that's something where the NFL's going. Mm-hmm. Look, Derek Carr, he doesn't really have that. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert absolutely do have that, and that's just the, this threat that we haven't focused on enough of what Russ is going to bring. But then again, just the scrambling in the pocket that he does is so freaking mm. good. And Russ talked about this, about how you still have to win to, from the pocket first and foremost. But, Ryan, it's very different than traditional winning from the pocket. This isn't Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, oh, yeah. where you're sitting in the pocket and you're manipulating the pocket by taking one step up, one right. step back, one step right. He's manipulating the pocket by running on the right side of the right tackle and then crossing field and running to the left side of the the left tackle, but still kind of staying within the pocket and being a pocket passer. And one play today, he did it crazy. And, I mean, this is something <laughs> that, that I think you just see on Monday Night Football that I just imagine on Monday Night Football. But he does it on May 23rd. The defense is attacking him from the right, so he rolls left, and then a edge rusher comes off. So instead of just stepping up into the pocket, he turns his back 
to the field of where it is. He's looking to the opposite end zone, comes across the runs beyond that guy. I still get nightmares from the past five years of quarterbacks. Oh, my gosh. I I know. I know. And it's, it's, it's very scary if you don't have the right guy. But when you have the right guy, it's so scary for opposing defenses. Yeah. Because they just can't take him down. And then that play, he finished it off by running to the right and hitting someone in the end zone for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to, and I think this is probably where Russ has gotten a majority of his yards running. It hasn't been on like RPOs or designed right, runs for this quarterback. Right. It's nothing's there. The defense forgets he can run. And then all of a sudden, he's right up the middle and it's 10 yeah. easy yards. You slide down for 15, 17. That's the type of stuff that the Broncos don't, didn't really have. And that's, but those are the, also the plays that you remember that Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert making. Where it's like, oh, yeah. third and eight. Come on, we need it. And it's like perfect, perfect coverage. And Patrick Mahomes stiff arms, and he gets eight yards out to the side. And it's just yep. – it, it's again, it's not – a threat every play, but it's it's almost like when he does scramble, it's almost like backbreaking for uh, for other teams. Yep. It's just like, yep. oh man, for I forgot everyone. he can do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh crap, now we got three more downs with him. <laughs> and so I think that's just again like a a something that we aren't used to, but when we start seeing it, it's just going to be such a breath of fresh air. Yep, it, it really is going to be such a breath of fresh air. And I, I continue to look at my notes. Um, he also hit Greg Dulcich. Albert O, Nathaniel Hackett and behind the Broncos right after the Broncos drafted Greg Dulcich told him, look, Russ has been wanting to throw to tight ends. And in my mind, I'm like, eh, is that true? Yeah, Russ Jimmy Graham? Really, yeah, yeah, Russ doesn't really <laughs> throw to tight ends outside of literally one year with Jimmy Graham. But today, at least in practice, he was getting both of those guys involved. So, so I like to see that. Russ also had a good throwaway when just nothing was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no interceptions. In the red zone, which is huge. Broncos, again, that's kind of eye-opening for fans being like, wow, not turning the ball over Mm -hmm. in in the red zone. That's pretty nice. Usually Justin Simmons would get one. Oh, yeah, yeah, one every single practice. (laughs) And and we talked to Justin after practice, and he loves the competition. And he says it's going to get him ready to play against these other guys. And I love that mindset because Justin, not, not Justin specifically, but the defense, Got beat today mm-hmm. a lot more than they're used to, but Justin understands that means it's better things for this team, even if it's not doesn't look as good in practice. Absolutely, and I I, I hope that's what they take. I hope the defense isn't getting burned, and then they're going, uh oh, it was Vic Fangio's defense. I think I think it's just good, and I mean, especially if you're Justin Simmons, you have to feel like an entirely new player. Yeah, and that that was another thing I kind of felt was I had seen you know like. You see Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick that you're used to seeing on the Broncos practice field, but it still feels like they're part of a new team. It just doesn't feel yeah. the same at all. It feels like just a different energy, and it, and again, I think it's like I think Justin sees the good offense, and maybe that is like, oh yes, good offense. All right, let's yeah. go. It's it's not just <laughs> yeah. the defense dominating the whole time, which is also fine. But it, I think Justin goes, oh, all right, it is good for our team. It's like that I that we just let him score, but that's good. Right, exactly. And there's also great energy uh, throughout the rest of the team. And I want to talk about things more than just Russell Wilson. But first, I got to tell you about the great energy over at DraftKings Sportsbook. We get $150 in free bets just by placing a $5 money line bet on any NBA game that's going on. So tonight, you got the Heat and Celtics. Place five bucks on either team to win. You don't. They don't even have to win. All you need is for the game to happen. You get $150 in your account over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And like I said, DraftKings, what, what makes them great is they get you in the door by giving you a great offer, but then they keep you in by just giving you great offers after great offers. I literally got three 50% profit boosts from them yesterday. Placed all three of them. 
help me take home the cash Ooh, this weekend. Look at weekend. you. The Is that how you got the Alex English jersey? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The, uh, the, the night before, they gave me a 50% profit boost, which, of course, I used on the abs. And, of course, that cash. DraftKings Sportsbook makes it so fun nearly every single night. Just giving you, whether it's profit boost or whether it's a little fun boost that they have, they always keep you entertained. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get $150 in free bets by just placing a $5 money line bet on any NBA game that's going on right now. That's $150 of free bets over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And you know, if we're going to stick with the great energy theme, mm-hmm. you know what place has freaking phenomenal energy? The Zach? DNVR, the DNVR bar, bar. We're sitting in it right now. Uh, I was here Saturday for the Avs watch oh. party. So fun. It was a it was look, I'm gonna be honest, you, you gotta get here kinda early because yep. the tables fill up quick. <laughs> yeah. Um but that did not deter people from coming and just they they were just standing watching the game with everyone else. It was great. It's such a fun atmosphere. DNVR bar. There's gonna be a watch party tonight, seven thirty. Yeah. Avs blues. I think the Avs are gonna go three one. Mm. I think I think the Blues and their fans they have angered the hockey gods with all the Cadres talk and so uh, I I I think the the Avalanche can go three one. You I should agree. obviously come to the bar watch. Uh, and again, if you're a DNVR member, you get a 22 ounce beer yeah, for the price of a 16 do. ounce beer. And you you don't like you're like oh okay 22 16, but like when you get that 22 oh, ounce, it's it way better. It, it, you're feeling really good. Yeah. So again, come to the DNVR bar. Please come watch a game. I promise you, you will be wanting to come back. You will absolutely want to be here for Russ's first game. Oh, um, yes. But definitely for the watch parties this week. We've got Avs games, Rockies games always, and yeah. Rapids too. So there you yeah. go. DNVR yeah. bar, great energy, great place to watch. Man, and speaking of tonight's game, Ryan, Avs are my, or the, the, the puck line, one and a half. Avs are plus 155. I like that. I, 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 like, I it. like it too, man. I think especially backup goalie for for the blues now they're gonna be pissed coming out but sure. i think the abs are also going to going to want to close them out because come on if the abs get this one it's done i mean game five uh, you is would going hope to be oh. such a party that here don't worry I, d- I didn't just jinx it <laughs> it's gonna be such no, a party right. here for them to close it out i mean we got our super producer kale wearing the kale kale jersey. on kale i absolutely love it as a sweet sweater and something else is sweet if you want to watch Nuggets, Rockies, Avs, check out our friends over at Ivaca oh, yeah. TV where they've got it all. It's so cool. Look, when, when I was looking for cable uh, four years ago, I think, what I wanted, I wanted to watch the Nuggets, Rockies, and Avs because I knew I could get Broncos anywhere. Uh, but there was no place that I could turn to. It was like you had to get the most expensive package on DirecTV or Comcast or something. And I was like, I'm not going to pay $200 right. for this. Now Evoca TV has found that way. It's only $25 a month. And if you go to evoca.tv slash DNVR, make sure to go there. You get a deal of only $25 a month. And when you use the code DNVR, you'll get $10 off your first three months. So it's already a fantastic deal to begin with. And then they give you another great deal by using the code DNVR and checking them out over at evoca.tv slash DNVR to be able to watch the Rockies on AT&T, uh, Rocky Mountain Sports Network, to get the abs and the nuggets as well. So you want to check them out over at evoca.tv slash DNVR and use promo code DNVR when you sign up. All right, Ryan, there, believe it or not, there were more people than just 
uh, Russell Wilson. Well, I'll let you talk because I, I wasn't watching anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> However, there were a few people All right. that, that didn't show up. Uh, Fair point. That's actually a really we, good point. We do need to talk about him, not to roast him, but just, no. to, just to talk about the situation that it is. So guys that were not there. Melvin Gordon was not there. Kareem Jackson was not there. Bradley Chubb was not there. Randy Gregory was not there. Billy Turner was not there. Brandon McManus was not there. Uh, and then you had Matt Henningsen, uh, a rookie who uh, defensive lineman from Wisconsin, who he tweaked his knee at, at uh, or tweaked his calf, I should say, at rookie minicamp. He was there, but just practicing off to the side. KJ mm-hmm. Hamler was there. But just off to the side, he was not participating in practice. Then Jerry Judy was there, yeah. but he wasn't even dressed out. But but he he was there when asked about Judy. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett just said, "We're just taking care of him." And because this is OTAs, they don't have to give an injury report. They don't have True. to talk about injuries. So I imagine something's going on there with Jerry Judy. Uh, doesn't seem like anything big, but it is worth noting that he was there but not practicing. K.J. Hamler, obviously we know what's going on with him. Randy Gregory, we know that he's got um, he, he's got the shoulder injury that he's coming back from, so he's not there. doesn't concern me. He could have just been in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Turner, he's also dealing with an injury. So the other guys who we don't know about any injuries and weren't there, Melvin Gordon, Kareem Jackson, um, Brandon McManus, Bradley Chubb, I heard he B-Mac was having some issues oh, no. getting home. Um, oh, so oh, not not oh. not an injury thing, <laughs> okay. but, but we'll 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 see. We'll keep our eyes on that. But there are some big names that weren't there. And Ryan, this is voluntary. Right. And Nathaniel Hackett will make it known. This is voluntary. He said he's <laughs> communicated with these guys. Didn't didn't make it true. specific if, if he's communicated with every single one. Uh, but it's voluntary. But I really thought that Justin Simmons put it absolutely put it properly. Literally about ap- to say that. after practice. And you want to tell us what he said? Yeah, he said, look, uh, it. You guys know what's best for you. And I think it wasn't until you read all of the names in order where I'm like, you know, that's a lot of players where I'm like, it may not be that big of a deal. It really probably isn't that big of a deal if Bradley Chubb, all these guys, not there. Um, But Justin also said, for the guys here, it is good. It is good learning the new system. It is good, especially for the new guys to get here. It's good for the rookies. It's really good for Russell Wilson, right? And that kind of stuff. And, I mean, especially for Justin Simmons, if you're going to be the captain of the defense, you kind of have to know what what you're doing and what what the defense is running. Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, it's really easy to make this a, oh, they just don't care. It is voluntary, but, I mean, all you have to do is come in and practice for a few hours with your your teammates. But I I, I kind of agree with Justin Simmons. It's like, you know, if you come here for the mandatory camps and you're in shape, your body's fine, you're ready to go, you have been staying up on the playbook – no need to be getting, you know, upset that you weren't there for voluntary, you know, camp. But if one of those players comes back and they're looking a little 10 pounds heavy and all that stuff, then then maybe it will be more of a story that they weren't there for minicamp. Yep, exactly. You're 100% right, Ryan. And I like Justin because he first said, you know, it's voluntary, gave a very politically correct answer, and then did say... You know, maybe next year I'm not saying it's that important because we have the same coaching staff, because it's the same scheme. Right. But it is important because it's a new (laughs) coaching staff and a new scheme. So deep down, I think Justin's spot on. Be here. Right. You don't have to. Right. You you don't have to be, but especially learning a new system, uh, especially if you're on the offensive side of the ball. 
getting on the same page with Russ mm-hmm. because just like Peyton Manning, these great quarterbacks expect you to be great and expect you to give it all. I mean, Russ talked for, what, 12 minutes today? And so long. five of them, he was talking about this dedication to winning and this dedication to excellence and and how he has— He got serious to, with oh it, too, my man. Gosh, I think yeah. all of a sudden the smile went up and he like got real stoic yeah. when he was talking about success. I was like, oh, all right, Russ. <laughs> and just about the commitment that he has every single day every. to winning— if, if you're not here, no, not because of injury, but if you're not here because you're not here, Russ may question you mm-hmm. and, and say, well, do you have the same dedication? Now, maybe guys are, are off in their own hometowns working just as hard, like you said, um, but that is something that I would be here if I were a yeah. player trying to get playing time. Exactly. And I, I, again, it's just like, it's hard to look at it and be like, yeah, why wouldn't you go? And, and, and even from a, perspective of yo just being at practice with these guys for two hours a day if you're gonna have 10 more of those than anyone who didn't go or however many you know ota practices they have but if you're gonna you know that that i can't objectively say no that wouldn't do anything i think they'll probably be on the same playing field for someone who wasn't there against someone who is there i think someone who is there is just gonna be in a better position you know come training camp or the season starting because they've just been there that's not that's just reps that's not like that doesn't you know i'm not trying to bag on anyone's you know dedication to football or dedication to this team i just think it's logical to say if you spend more practices with your whole team you're gonna have a better chemistry with the whole team than someone who has less practices with it exactly now brandon mcmanus is it that big of a deal (laughs) probably (laughs) not at the kicker position it was windy Um, too he wasn't gonna do anything today yeah he wasn't gonna do anything but we, Ryan, Ryan Koningsberg and I talked about this morning breaking down the position battles, entering OTAs, and the two we, we spent some time on, Melvin Gordon with Javante Williams, and we talked about how uh, despite Javante being such a fan favorite, Melvin Gordon's right there. He, he can take the starting uh-huh. job week one. He could take the starting job midway through the season. And then Kareem Jackson as well. We, we all think that he is the starting safety week one, but when you talk about surprise veteran cuts, He's been in conversation with a lot of different media members that I've talked about. Not that it's going to happen, but he's kind of a candidate. Those guys aren't there. No, I think Justin Simmons said today um, that that uh, Kareem Jackson was at his kids' graduation, so I expect him right. to be here the rest of the time. So not not a big of a deal, and, th- and that's why it's just one practice. But we know Melvin Gordon is mm-hmm. a guy that uh, I think you've said he's not an OTA guy in the mm-hmm. past. He likes to keep himself in shape off to the side. That's totally fine. Uh, well, in he terms post of, picks, I know he's working out. I've, I yeah, see it. He, he, <laughs> is, he is working out, but in terms of you know competing for a starting job, it does hurt you. So it's just an, an update there that we're going to follow every time we're there. Who's there? Who's not there? Mm-hmm. And, and how important it all yeah. is. Yeah. And, you know, even uh, I, I thought Russ kind of let it slip there when he was talking about the running backs. He was kind of going over all the mm-hmm. weapons they have, and he was talking about the wide receivers. And then he goes, but then you yeah. turn around and you've got what? I can't remember world the phrase. Class. World class. World class running back, Javante Williams. I yeah. was like, oh, yeah. I, I expected Melvin Gordon it, to come out of his name. You know, Especially right when they're both Badgers. Exactly. So uh, Russ then did, of course, mention Melvin and, you know, but all that stuff. But world class running back, yeah. Javante Williams. So, but again, like, Russ is going to have that many more handoffs to Javante Williams than yep. he did Melvin Gordon. Yep. No, no hit on Melvin Gordon. That's just what it is. Yep, exactly. And one of the things that Peyton Manning loved about CJ Anderson. Was the, was the brain he had and, and the football mind he had and oh, developed that chemistry with Peyton. That's something that 
you do get in these OTA practices because we only get to watch one OTA practice a week, but they have three practices a week. That's significant yep. over a four-week span. That adds up to being, you know, over 10 practices that they have together. And speaking of Peyton Manning, got to get back to Russell Wilson. Okay. Of course, because we saw Russ, what was it, about a week ago, post a photo of him and Peyton watching film oh, together. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, boy, was that a heartthrob to Broncos country. Oof. Did that get everyone going? How could it not? Yeah. I mean, and it's like <laughs> yeah. it was it's it was such a mundane video too right. of them yeah. just like analyzing. I think they were just analyzing Russ's like throwing mechanics. Yeah. Yep. But yep. all of us are just like, oh, yep. there they are. They're <laughs> yeah. talking to each other. Yeah. Um, but it was also good to know that that wasn't just a photo opportunity. It wasn't just because Peyton was there and it's like, oh, let's like watch film together and post it. It sounds like they're going to be in communication for mm-hmm. hopefully his entirety of being yeah. a Broncos quarterback. I don't yeah. know. No, I don't think it's crazy to say. And no. it's because they're both cut from the same cloth in terms they of not, not just great quarterbacks, but that desire to win and the, the film junkies. And you know, Peyton loves that about Russ. And he, Russ said Peyton's taken him under his wing. And also Sierra has <laughs> taken, or, or no, um, Ashley Manning, Peyton's wife, has taken Sierra under their wing. And, and, and they're just now like, uh, you know, the, the two power couples in Denver. That would be, if I saw Ashley Manning and Sierra, I would be <laughs> yeah. probably more starstruck than if right. I saw Russ and Peyton. I'll tell <laughs> <Exactly>. you. <laughs> uh, 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 probably more, inst- well, definitely more social media followers between oh, Sierra yeah. and Ashley Manning. I would think so. And I don't well, know how many. I don't know. Russ Peyton's to- pretty out there, but he doesn't have a Twitter. Exactly, that's exactly. A, that's Social media-wise, good, that's a good... Peyton just has a, an Instagram. There you go. All right, let me ask you this. Because we, every now and then, we would get the real Peyton Manning, and he would get mad at players. Yep. Do you think yep. Russ has that same switch to where, yeah, it w- or, or I think he would just have kind of a dad energy, like, hey, hey, this is what you did wrong. I don't, think he, I don't know if he has the yelling. I think occasionally rarely I, like I, I, I don't think russ does that in the first ota practice no, no, where i think very, i think if point. cody <laughs> latimer uh <laughs> runs 12 yards instead of 14 yards peyton is tearing him apart bingo even on the first OTA. Right. so yeah i i think when needed russ has it but no it's not all the time i don't think you walk out there and uh, you're you're in the huddle and you're like shit is this a seven yard route or a nine yard route i better know i'm gonna get screamed at. right uh in fact i saw um during that goal line period russ threw a pass uh to uh dulcich of course a rookie and i don't remember who was in coverage uh but the pass was tipped by whoever was in coverage and it was russ, jonas it was it was jonas griffith yeah yeah you're right uh and i just thought it was good coverage but russ went up to uh dulcich right after and and gave him like a tip on how to break earlier or something like mm-hmm. that but it was very much just a, a coaching tip yes. it wasn't a i'm so pissed at you that you just made Rookie, my ball kind of, hit right the, ground. the ball didn't hit him in the back of the helmet right, <laughs> right because right, he was right. yeah so. yeah exactly and then russ did go back to dulcich uh a couple more times actually he mm-hmm. was he was kind of a standout so now let's talk about some other guys uh i thought greg dulcich he and Alberto sharing a lot of first team reps together, uh, which to me is pretty telling on what they think of Dulcich right now. And I believe Russ and Hackett talked about tight or talked about rookies and just guys that are standing out. Both of them pointed to Greg Dulcich uh, in passing, but still kind of important right there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about the first real practice of the offseason in Greg Dulcich's career, and he's already getting the attention of Hackett and Russ. And that's great. I, I, again, it's like. It's not so much like, oh, wow, the rookie's looking good. It's it's the Broncos' possible seventh offensive weapon is looking yeah. good. Like, that's kind of how you have to look at it. Right. Is if Dulcich is catching their eyes and, and is a playmaker, great. You have a backup tight end that can make plays. You know, it would give 
you can run a lot more two tight end sets, right? You can yeah. do a lot more with that. You can, yeah. or you can rest some other, you know, keep keep the weapons fresh so you don't have to run three, four wide all the time just so that you have all those weapons out there. Right. I think that's just, it's good to see. Again, it's May. Um, but it's it's good to, one, have your draft pick stand out. Yep. And to stand out to a player like Russell Wilson yep. and a coach like Nathaniel Hackett. Yep. That's, uh, that's what you want. 100%. And today, it, it just kept going along with what I noticed uh, at rookie minicamp was it feels like Greg Dulcich was the Broncos' first pick in this draft, not so, Nick Benito, because I, to be honest, I'm looking at my notes now. I didn't write anything down about Nick Benito. True. Uh, I didn't notice him at all. Again, that's not a knock against him. It just shows you how Greg Dulcich is really standing out from this group, at least early. Well, that and, um, you know, it, it might be good that the that the, you're not having to say, oh, yeah, the defensive end really stood out today. Maybe it is like, no, the offensive <laughs> weapon <laughs> right. stood out because right. that's what you're supposed to be doing at this point in time. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, again, we we will know more about Nick Benito because he is a at a position where you need to have full pads, full speed, actual football going to know if he can actually beat an offensive tackle and sack a quarterback, right? That's a good point. Um, but, and in terms of just like, in terms of just football excitement, man, like a pass catcher, someone who could catch multiple touchdowns, I just I see that more as an exciting factor for fans. And so that's why I also 100%. think it's just like I think that's why he feels like the first pick that the Broncos had this year, because I just think there's more opportunity to be excited about him. Yeah, um, because even Benito, he's got Chubb and Gregory ahead of him. So really, how yep. many how many opportunities is he going to get? Um, but Dulcich seems like and again. This could be a good thing where, yeah, you got a really good player as your as a third round pick, right? Yep, exactly. So you should feel good about your draft if that's how your third round pick is, is coming out. It's a really good point. It's a really good point. Now, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory weren't on the field today, and it wasn't Nick Benito who was taking over. You saw a lot of uh, Malik Reed and Jonathan Cooper on the outside, and we know that this is a this position goes six deep. And at least initially, I'm not surprised that it's Malik Reed right. uh, and, and Jonathan Cooper getting those snaps. Those were the guys that were here last year. Baron Browning is still integrating into becoming an outside linebacker. And Nick Benito, this was his first real practice right. as being an it's NFL so player. Right. So I, I don't view that as bad. But clearly, I think enough of Malik Reed. And we know they, they like Jonathan Cooper in order to put those guys out in that first wave. Someone that maybe there's two guys on defense that when I saw them out there with first team getting reps and a lot of reps today, I oh. said, okay, hmm. wow. Who are these guys, Ryan? Let me think. Uh, would Jonas Griffith be one? You know what? Okay. okay there's three guys. There's, there's three guys. Three guys. Be because okay. he, he is one of them. Okay. I, I think it's good to see that it wasn't just like um, a, a player having a good end of the year on a team that was kind of bad, right? Yep. Uh, Jonas Griffith – at the end, I think was all was standing out to us, mm -hmm. and whether that was he had more motivation than the other players that were on this team sure. and losing, maybe. But it's good to see that has carried over, and it still seems like the tenacity or even the pass coverage is there. Yeah. I'm going to say PJ Locke is one of those guys too. Bingo. Okay, nailed it. Because he stood out to me as well. Yep, yep. And PJ Locke had a great play in the in the goal line situation, and it was where one of those ones that Russ is just having so much time in the pocket because he's moving left, mm -hmm. he's moving right, keeping Saw defenders away. From him, yep, exa exactly. Saw a pump fake, which drew, I think, a, a cornerback uh, to the other side mm -hmm. of the field, which then opened a spot for Cortland Sutton in the back of the end zone, wide open, no one around him. Russ throws a dart right in there, and PJ Locke flies out of nowhere, slaps the ball down, uh, and uh, and then I think Cortland right after said, 
Where'd you come Where'd from? You come from? And I think Justin Simmons <laughs> on the other side was like, we're everywhere, We're everywhere man. man. <laughs> that was great. Um, and Justin, I think, even pointed out that P.J. Locke has been having yeah. a good practice. Obviously, um, the, the chemistry between Justin and Kareem is probably not, uh, I don't want to say replaceable. I don't think you could duplicate it. I don't, right. I don't think you right. could duplicate that. Um, but it's good to know that, okay, if K-Jack isn't there, I have faith and trust in the guy behind him. Yep. Next man up mentality. I think I think Justin said that. Yep. Um, and, and PJ Locke was is also one of those players where he hung around enough to where I was like, okay, I think the coaches actually do like this guy. Right. He, he, I'm sure he has been on. Oh, he's going to be cut after training camp. A yep. lot of those lists. Yep. Um, but he has stuck around. And um, again, it's just encouraging from a player that would appear to be good value. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing was it, it wasn't like. Caden Stearns, who we all thought it would be, right? Like, Kajek was gone, and Caden Stearns moves in. And he was, he was kind of off the side. It right. may have been. Right. Um, I don't think he injured or was playing for it due to an right. injury. Um, but, again, on a day where the offense was racking up touchdowns, and I really, when, when Russ faked it and I saw Cortland break on the seam, I thought, oh, that's a touchdown. Yeah. And Easy. sure enough, it was. P.J. Locke came out of nowhere and knocked yep. it away. It was, it was just a good – it was a good football play. It was just fun to watch as a football yeah. as a football player. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it was, it was really cool that it was a guy, number 37, that doesn't get much love. And mm-hmm. Justin said, inside the building, we all know about him. And I think you make a really good point. He's stuck around for three years now. That shows that they truly do like him. But that that's a guy where now you kind of look, okay uh, – Caden Stearns, probably your backup safety. Mm-hmm. But then that fourth safety spot, you know you're going to be keeping four, maybe five. That fourth one in my mind right now is P.J. Locke. Coming into today, I probably would have would not have said that. Right. I probably would have said it's Jamar Johnson. Give him the nod. It's uh, J.R. Reed. Give him the nod. Uh, but but uh, P.J. Locke stood out there. And then there was one more guy that really stood one out to me on defense. One more guy on defense. Hmm. Think about secondary. Secondary. Not the position we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Corners. Uh, is it? Is it Pat Sertan? No. 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 Uh, no. Darby. No. Darby. Ojemudia. Yes, okay, yes, I, I yes, forgot. It was, it was thirteen. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Thirteen. Such a weird yeah. number. <laughs> right. I can't but he, wrap the, my mind. He made a lot of. Yeah. I remember seeing thirteen a lot. He. Uh, so Ronald Darby was practicing, but I don't think he was a full go today. I don't actually know if he played a, at all outside of drills. Okay. So Ojemudia was the guy that was taking the majority of snaps at that outside corner spot. Talking to opposite. Too. Of Pat Sertan, yeah, he was talking, he was chirping, uh, and uh, it, he he was he was impressive today. Uh, but I think what was most impressive was he was the guy that was out there, and mm-hmm. it's very clear that that they like him and they really want him to succeed. The right. talent is there, uh, and they're they're going to give him a shot, not necessarily to be a starter, but he this off season, specifically OTAs and training camp, has a, has a chance to prove to the team. You can move on from Ronald Darby after this year, save $10 million, not go on the third year of his contract, and trust me. So if, if O.J. Mudia can prove that this offseason, maybe his role doesn't change that much this year, mm-hmm. but it's a big test for next year. He was also, and, and maybe this was more Broncos inner circles, but he was referred to as uh, the guy Vic Fangio loved, right? Mm, uh, the yeah. corner that Vic Fangio really, really wanted. Yeah. So maybe this is them saying, all right, you were that guy's guy. Right. Prove that you are not just that guy's guy. Show that you are a good cornerback. And so maybe 
you know, like you said, maybe that's why he's getting more reps, but it's a good thing that he's standing out on those reps. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And then Jonas Griffith, just to touch on him mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, I thought we, we're still expecting a lot of nickel and dime uh, with this defense, which is going to mean one or even no inside linebackers on the field. A lot of base defense today, which meant Josie Jewell and the other guy that was with him the whole time was Jonas Griffith. So I think we're seeing who the starters are initially right now. And Jonas Griffith's one of those guys. Yeah. Uh, and boy, when he stands next to Josie, he's tall. Yeah. You know, and he was also the guy. And Josie was good in coverage, but he was also the guy that I saw following tight ends. Like yep. we, we talked about the yep. breakup he had on Dulcich. Um, he got beat on one, but he also right. did have a nice play. A lot of people got beat today. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it's, it just shows that, like, man, again, if you can find value in Jonas Griffith and he can contribute in positive ways. And maybe he is. Maybe he's just the guy that does follow the running back out of the backfield and, and make that tackle because he's got that speed. Um, but it's it's yes, it is May. We get it. He, it. he may not be starting, but it's good and encouraging to see these guys at least have sparks, at least right. not struggling. Whoa, he got eaten up today. I hope he has a better practice tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. And I don't I don't know if I saw that today. I don't know if I uh, you know, I've had practice where I was like, boy, that guy just. Rough day for him. I don't know if I saw that today. That might be a good thing. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing. Uh, The run defense, however, Ryan, and what I saw on the goal line was really good. And that makes sense because they've got some proven guys there. Uh, You had Mike Purcell playing, which is a good sign. We haven't seen him play consistently for a long time. Of course, you had Draymond Jones. DJ Jones uh, tweaks something. The la- I think it mandatory, no, voluntary minicamp right before okay. the draft. So he he was out there, but he wasn't really playing outside of small drills. Uh, so you, you, you had Mike Purcell in there. You had uh, Deshaun Williams in there. And those are veteran, experienced guys mm-hmm. going up against an offensive line that, I mean, they're rotating people in left and right. We mm-hmm. saw Natani Muti in at right guard. Uh, we, we saw... Uh, uh, Ben Braden. Yo, right tackle. Right I had tackle. no idea who the right tackles were today. I think <laughs> everyone was surprised at that. So you had Ben Braden playing right tackle. Calvin Anderson was also not out there. Billy Turner, like I said, was not mm-hmm. practicing doing due to injury. So you had Tom Compton and Ben Braden getting right tackle uh, reps there. You had Quinn Minerts rotating in. Of course, Lloyd Cushenberry at center. You just had a lot of movement on the offensive line, mm-hmm. and you could tell that, that that line is not gelled at all yet. And there's so much movement because in the in the run defense, the Broncos are doing much better. Yeah, and um, uh, I think maybe this coaching staff just wants to see which offensive line combination is working the best. You know, maybe, you know, maybe – Miners bring some things that Mooty doesn't, but maybe they like Moody in this. In in you know when when they put the pads on and they have to run, right. maybe he's maybe he's doing breaking better at that. So that was one of the things um, that uh, Hackett said he was really impressed with Moody okay. was his ability to run, which is key in this offense. Oh, especially yeah, especially with the way they're trying to run the ball. Yeah. Um. But again, I think it's, I think it's a little mixture of you know just people not there, but also the coaching staff seeing what kind of players they came to. You know, it wasn't like a, a clear, you know, blank roster and they filled it in. There's a lot of guys from here last year and they got to know who they have and what they have. Yep, exactly. And speaking of knowing what you have and who you have, you know you got really good teeth and you want to go <laughs> to the people that take care of your teeth the best that's and that's good. our friends that over at Green Mountain Dental. Where right now, if you switch over and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, They'll give you a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's right. All you have to do is take care of your teeth for them to hand over a free Sonicare toothbrush. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver. They're big DNVR people. 
We love DNVR people. But it also shows that you can go and talk Colorado sports with them. You have already them part of your family, so make them part of your dental family as well by checking them out over at Green Mountain Dental. Schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Ryan, I know you wanted to talk about Pat Sertan. I did want to talk about Pat Sertan, uh, and I think Broncos fans will they definitely want to hear Eat about this Pat up. Um, but and again, it's like I I just would not be surprised if this dude is a top three cornerback week one. Mm. And, and all right, so and that's just on the team and in in, 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 the entire right, NFL. In, in the entire NFL. But so the one thing I I noticed from last year to this year, this was the first kind of time I saw him out on the practice field. He's still a skinny guy, but I would say he's put on at least 5, 10 pounds of muscle. I, I think he's just a bigger dude. I, again, it's not – if you are watching on television, I don't think you're going to say, whoa, right. Sertan's jacked. <laughs> but what I saw was if him and Justin Simmons were to just switch jerseys one day and come out, mm. I don't. I, I think it would take a while for me to, to mm. notice the difference. He's that tall, big, yep. and um, it's just – it's so – rare to see a guy that size with what I would see as a he has slot capabilities like if you had to put him in the slot I think he could cover anyone yep and you feel Um, good about it and you feel good about it and so you know in his second year passing on Justin Fields now you got Russell Wilson and Pat Sertan like it's just that's it it just is a good situation and I think that's just a I think it's going to turn out as one of the Broncos better draft picks Ever. 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 Oh, I Ever. love it, especially with all you the could drama make an that argument. surrounded yeah. it at first. Uh, and I love that because I didn't write anything down about Pat Sertan today. And so the Pat Sertan be a good thing. is already right. taking you're the, place. You're the, you're the broadcasters next year, right? Yep. Because they're not going to be calling Pat Sertan's no, name because no, no one's going to be thrown ex- that ex- way. Exactly. And we're already seeing that because great quarterbacks are going to notice that and not throw his way. Justin Herbert did not do that last year, and it turned into two (laughs) interceptions, including one that ended in the end zone for Pat Sertan. Uh, And Russell Wilson, good quarterback, he has already recognized that and did not throw Pat Sertan's way any times that that I can remember in this practice. And, Ryan, before we hop into the comment section, our boy Ryan Koningsberg is chiming in here. What's up, my guy? Hope you found a place to watch the game today in D.C. And he's saying... Hit my boys with a thumbs up, and we would really appreciate that. Hit us with a thumbs up if you're tuning in live on YouTube. Subscribe. Turn on alerts. And, of course, if you're chiming in on Twitter, hop over to YouTube. The comment section's a lot better. We get to read the questions a lot easier. It supports us more, and it's a better stream, so we'd really appreciate that. And if you're watching or if you're listening to us on podcasts, we also really appreciate you as well. Hit us with a five-star review on iTunes as well, and we truly do appreciate Mm -hmm. every single one of you that is tuning in right now, including you, RK. What's up? All right, let's hop into the comment section. Let's do it. Talk to the people. And we had a comment coming in from Double. D, I see your comment, and in order to to talk about this, I he, he's just proposing a really cool idea for something we can do. Uh, why don't you email help at thednvr.com in order to get the ball rolling on this, but really appreciate you, Double D. First comment coming in from Dan Burke says, hey guys, so I don't think this happens, nor do I think he'll be starting for the Seahawks, but it's the offseason, and I'm a sucker for pain, so we can, can we entertain <laughs> the thought of Drew Locke beating the Broncos in week one? Ooh, wow. Can he Let's, wants us to entertain the thought? Uh, I think we just entertained it enough, right? We can move on. He says, he says, let's say it's a blowout where he throws three touchdowns and Russ throws three interceptions. 
How bad are the meltdowns from the fans and the oh, media? Man. Um, that's one where you, I think fans will want a, a Brock Osweiler kind of treatment. Remember when Brock went to Houston and he came back to Denver yeah. and he was fumbling the ball, trying to throw it. Like I think <laughs> yeah. fans would really, really, really like that treatment for Drew Locke. However, Broncos fans, let's remember the Peyton Manning days. Mm. Peyton Manning started off two and three here. Yep. That's, he started two and three here. Not only that. Was not good against his former team, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, uh, In Indy. Right, exactly. And so um, I don't know if Russ has that same emotional attack. He got, I thought he kind of was emotional when he answered the question about this, playing the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, it's week one. Like, I would not be surprised if it was at least a close game. I mean, like, if, if things aren't rolling. I mean, you would really. I know, Ooh. I know. But not even. Let's, let's not forget. May not even be Drew Locke. It might be Geno Smith. Yeah. Right. Yep. And he's I had think right now. He's the leader. Right. And he's had at least um, some experience in Pete Carroll's offense. Mm-hmm. I think the Seahawks are not a good team. So again, mm-hmm. it would be a disappointment. Yeah. But I think you have to at least entertain the idea that yeah, the Broncos could start off 0-1 purely because they're still meshing. Right. There's still a new coach, quarterback. Uh, you know, all, all that stuff. So I. Uh, in my eyes, I see kind of a Peyton Manning 2012 season. Slower start, not huge offense, and then about week five, week six, something clicks and they go on a run. Man, Ryan, you're, <laughs> you know you're, you're making a ton of sense, and that's why I wanted the Broncos to start off against tough teams because if they yeah. were to lose to the Ravens in week one or two or the Chiefs or that's the Chargers or the point. Raiders – it would be a, a lot more acceptable. People would be yes. able to wrap their heads around it and say, okay, especially with it being a slower start possible season for the Broncos, this makes sense. If they lose to the Seahawks, <laughs> if they lose to the Texans at home, Ryan, I, right. this city is going Dude, to implode right. for a week. I now, know. you got to remember how Broncos fans do get. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and now maybe it would only take – six days until they play the Texans and blow right. them out 40, 41 to 10, that people are like, okay, whew, take a deep breath. Let's say they come out and they beat the Texans 13 to 12 or something like oh, that. Oh, man, right. Or God forbid they B-Mac lose. If they start 0-2, <laughs> man, I don't know how we're ever nah. going to recover. Until, like you said, Notifications are off on Twitter if oh, that happens, man. for sure. Realistically, week six comes around, and then just like when Peyton Manning started 2-3 and three and then yeah. won 11 straight into the playoffs, something similar will happen. Yeah. But, again, uh, but you're right. It would be a supreme disappointment if the Broncos lost week one. Like, let's be real. Because I, I, I think it's just, it's not so much starting the season up. you got to start the Russell Wilson era off with a win, right? Even Peyton yeah. Manning started off with a win. He started two and three, but he yeah. did win that first one against he the with Steelers. Did. So, yep. Yep. Um, But it's, I'll tell you what, if it was in Denver, totally different story yep but being in seattle i think that could i think that just throws a wrench in things for russ there's gonna be so many emotions and and, and now russ let's start the season (laughs) oh so so pumped for it and russ knows how big of a game it is and how emotion filled it's going to be and if anyone can uh, tame those emotions with the amount of 
work he puts into his body and his mind, you got to think it's him. But still, that, that's going to be a really tough environment. And Luke, really quick, coming in, in the comment section said, just had a drink in the bar and saw Zach up there. What a legend. Go Avs and go Broncos. Hi, go Luke. Avs tonight. What is up, Luke? Thanks for stopping by the bar. We really appreciate that. And we really appreciate you tuning in live as well. All right, next comment coming in from our guy, LDJ. He says, hey, guys, Three Ring is back. That's so awesome. Man, James Palmer had me hyped, and I agree with his coaching staff. Sertan is top five in the league soon as the season starts. Uh, I mean, our guy Ryan going even further. Top I said top three. three, man. I love it. Give me that. He says, it's so frustrating debating with my Broncos, hating trolling friends in the Madden League about how good <laughs> Sertan is. They're stuck in the early 2010s, and I mean, am I wrong to say that Sertan is legit top 10 shutdown corner in the NFL right now with potential to be top three? Oh, there he goes. Top three with you, Ryan. Aha. Or am I biased because uh, it, it's, it's uh, and from a Broncos perspective, they say, Pat Sertan isn't top 10 because he doesn't follow the best wide receiver. Broncos play zone, and he doesn't follow. That's their argument. Which one is your opinion? Thanks, guys. Um, so where should I start? Where, where do you want me to start with that one? Do you want me to the, the follow the guy around? Yeah, wherever you want. I think that's not I, – I, I think that's kind of old school. I think that that is how the NFL used to be played. I think you have to disguise defenses with the quarterbacks you know, nowadays – um, and again, it's not so much locking down one receiver. It's taking half the field away. Like right. that's, that's what Pat Sertan does. Right. It's not so much taking away number one. It means if he's on the left, the quarterback's probably looking right. Um, so I think here's how we will tell. And here's, here's going to be my barometer for how good Pat Sertan actually can be. It's how much he plays in the preseason. If he gets a series, right? Yeah. One series in the three games, I know that the defensive coaching staff goes, that guy doesn't need anything. We're going to keep him until football actually matters. Yep. Um, so that's that's what I will be looking for. Again, it's hard to say that a rookie in the offseason all of a sudden became a top 10 corner. I think you, know, it, you can look at last year and say he was really, really good, but you could make an argument there may have been 10 corners better. But... You know, especially for me, I see the talent. I it would be one thing if he was kind of good last year, but he was really, really good. He yep. was a Pro Bowler last year. <laughs> yep, um, should have been. So uh, okay, maybe I will withhold my top three comment until maybe what four weeks into the season when I see what he's actually doing. I don't think it'll take long. I think by at least the end of the season, he will be up there in the upper echelon with uh, the cornerbacks in with, the NFL. Without a doubt. And the primetime games is going to help him get that national recognition. Bingo. Broncos didn't have any right. last year. I Maybe mean, your literally. man friends didn't actually get to see him play. <laughs> exactly. So I, I do think I'd, I definitely lean more with you. In fact, LDJ, I'm right there with you. I, I think top three, top five. He is that freaking good. Vash the man says, yo, 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 my boys. Here's my question. Do you think because Russ is a free, has a free year, he will go off? I mean, if you look at the veteran quarterbacks who started with a new team, it almost feels like they have no worries, no holdback. Well, that's all peace, love, and chicken grease. I'm out. P.S. <laughs> for your food draft on Friday, just one I would put in is sweet corn from Cali. Mmm, I miss, miss them. Wrong. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, never sweet had corn. sweet corn from Cali. Sorry, yeah, I'm, if we're talking sweet corn, it's Iowa. What are you? Well, doing? I can't remember the last time I had sweet corn, so I would have to. Yeah, I will, I'll let. Wouldn't it else. be sweet, sweet Olathe corn from here in Colorado? I don't know. Yeah, I mean they they add the double sweetness in. Oh, yeah, the sweet, sweet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think Colorado competes right there, but of course, uh, Kale representing his his Drake representation there, throwing in Iowa. Um, boy, what was the think, question again? Do we think essentially do we think Russ plays carefree this year? 
Oh, man. Because you look at Matthew Stafford last year, obviously had a really good season. You look at Tom Brady the year before, had a great season as well. Um, and is there something to that? So I don't know. I don't know if it'll be... I'm sure there may be a freeing thing, and he may have more of an input on the offense. I think it's just going to be, hey, I wanted to try this thing, and we never really did because it wasn't part of our scheme. And so I think, I think it's just a fresh spot, and I think it's... Teams know how to game plan for Russ and the Seahawks. Teams don't know yet how to game plan for Russ, the Broncos, and Nathaniel Hackett. And so that's where I think you can get a lot of production, especially after the first few feet. Like, I think, like I was saying, first couple weeks may be a little rough, but the meat of the season, like weeks 3 to 12, I would not be surprised if this offense is going crazy, mainly because the other team doesn't have film enough film to try and come up with a scheme to stop it. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. I think you see just a lot of things they're going to try. It may not work. There may be some where, you know, some Noah Fant <laughs> run, <laughs> running, you know, around the end. But uh, I think it's just uh, I think the newness of him and a different team will benefit him because teams don't know how to game plan for him on this Broncos team. That's a really good point. And then on top of that, you have Nathaniel Hackett wanting to let Russ cook, wanting to unleash Rush, which is just something that the Seahawks simply did not want to do and they did not allow Russ to do. Mm-hmm. So you look at these two quarterbacks that switched teams and won Super Bowls in their first years with those teams. What did they do? Well, two years ago, Tom Brady in 16 games, 66% completion, 4,600 yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 102 passer rating. Matthew Stafford last year, almost the exact same. 67% completion percentage, 4,800 yards, 41 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 102.9 passer rating. So, I mean, that's what we're talking about. 40 touchdowns. Here we come. 40 touchdowns. Let's go, Russ. About 10 picks. Here we go, Russ. Let's ride, 40 baby. 40 tud Russ. Oh, 40 tud Russ. I love it. <laughs> and two more. Next one coming in from Matthew or Mark IT Snatch says, hey, guys, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. Um, where'd he go he says okay to the nfc north what chicago bear has been snubbed by the hall of fame how well do you know chicago or chicago which chicago bear has been snubbed yep on a personal level or does he have like an answer and i'm I'm trying to guess no no just a personal level Jay Cut no I'm kidding. Yes, uh, uh, of let's think of bears that have been snubbed. Mm. Really good bear. Okay, how about this? How about Devin Hester? Oh, a hundred percent. Dude, and that's not I and I think this is the NFL, like he's it's special teams, like who cares? But he right. was the best ever. Yep. He was the best ever at that position. So yeah, punt returns and kick returns may not be a huge part of the NFL, but he was the best at it ever. He was, and, and look, I don't know if you're going to get uh, the Hall of Fame voters to factor this in. He was the first person with 100 speed on Madden. Like, he was <laughs> he was a generation. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He was a generational talent, Devin Hester. And not in the sense where, yeah, he had 10,000 rushing yards or, you know, 300 receiving touchdowns. But if you were the best ever at what you did in the NFL, like I don't know if I could tell the story of the NFL without saying, hey, Devin Hester as a punt returner was probably the scariest. So, yeah, let's go with Devin Hester. Um, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, I'm trying to think of snubs. Because, look, other than 85, Bears have had some rough years. <laughs> oh, they have had some very rough like, years. I think we're pretty far away from uh, calling Justin Fields a snub. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, very, 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 very <laughs> far away. Maybe is Julius Peppers in yet? Is he qualified? Ooh, he, has he would had be his five years off. Yeah. Mm, I don't know question. if he go in as a bear, but that would be right, a bear. Right. Yep. Yep. He played uh, there. Lance Briggs was pretty good, and yep. I mean, the Bears' defenses were good, but yeah. I, I'm just trying to think of like a Bears player where I was like, wow, that was a... Talk about a team that you never wanted to play on Madden. <laughs> like, they have like some good defensive pieces and then just nothing on offense. Yeah, nothing. Um, that's a good... It makes me think. Yeah, yeah, really does. Uh, Kale, did you have something? Oh. I was just laughing to myself. It's okay, Kale's laughing at himself. It's been that way for two decades <laughs> with the Bears. I know, seriously, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. The Bears have just been like so irrelevant outside of their Smoke and Jay Cutler year. Oh, Smoke and Jay yeah, Cutler. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> and let's hit our final question right now. Coming in from Sir James says, says Oh, Charles Tillman, that was, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm oh, catching up. Charles yeah. Tillman, Matt Forte, that's a good, those are good. Yeah, Matt Should've Forte, thought of those. not a yeah. Hall of Fame, though. Oh, okay. No. All right, I, no. if someone, someone could probably make the argument. Really? Uh, he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I like. I think he was. Ah, all right, you are. Uh, um, all right. Because you're. If, if we're going Hall of Fame, yeah. I would compare him to almost Arian Foster. Is okay. Okay. He, his career was actually longer than I thought. Okay. Um. I. I still don't think Hall of Famer, but I mean, you're talking about five one thousand yard seasons. It's pretty good. Two nine hundred yard seasons and two eight hundred yards. Bears seasons. ring of fame for sure. Dang. Okay. That that's a more <laughs> impressive uh, career than I. He remember. was really he Matt Forte was really good. Yeah. Uh, but it, like you said, I, it, it would be hard to argue that he was one of the best ever. Right. 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 And last one coming in from Sir James says says following up on Twitter conversation from Friday, we have to talk about the Kings in that particular category. KFC. For those who may not know, KFC follows only eleven accounts. Oh. Although, or those eleven. Is in chicken KFC chicken? It's uh yeah K- the KFC chicken place. Okay. Do you, do you know the eleven accounts? No. It's all five Spice Girls <laughs> and six guys named Herb. Oh <laughs> gosh. You know that's kind of good. Spices. But also that's all right. That's some that's some commitment. It it it's that is commitment. Funny. That's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it, eleven it, herbs it and spices. Good. That's pretty fun. It's also pretty annoying just when people do that. You know, like, right? I'm like follow like, one wow, person right. or ten <laughs> people. Uh, I think what James Palmer does is trying to keep it under a thousand. I get that. Uh, sure. That's where I'm yeah, at. Yep, yep. I, I'm I'm there as well. So of course that's why I think it's okay that uh, James Palmer does that. But yeah, something like that. That's pretty funny from KFC. But uh, that's really good. there are some people that follow like one. That's person. good. Yep. Yeah. Um, or no people. Yeah, no people. That's like... What are you doing on Twitter if you're not following anyone? What comes up on your timeline? What do you think of yourself if you're like, I'm not following anyone? You know Everyone's what they think. You me. know <laughs> what they think of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, funny. Ryan, this has been a blast. Oh, this is any, fun. Any parting uh, comments? No. I hope, you, I hope I'm welcome back. Oh, you're, okay. g- you're going to be welcome back. We love having Ryan's on the show. I can tell you that. <laughs> but this has been a blast. Thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us. Thank you all so much for chiming in. Hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. And thank you guys for tuning in with us for a two-pod day today. We'll be back with you tomorrow as Broncos OTAs continue. So stay tuned. Hit that subscribe button and have a terrific night. We'll see you tomorrow. Roll out the truck and took a country drive Now understand that you need some time I know some landmarks we used to hit We're flying
Mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.